Gaze. Valerelli, you pass to That's what we've been waiting for. Unbelievable timing on that. And it's the Tigers straight away. Gaze. Elliot. What a start. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Insight MBL Show. As always, we are brought here today by the Standard Squeeze, Ryan from Astute Newstead and Bonus Bet. I'm the Super Coach Matrix and I'm here with Hammer himself. How was your weekend, mate? It was good. Big weekend. A lot of hoops, uh, a lot of drama within those hoops. Uh, I'm glad, I'm happy to get into this, man. How'd your weekend go? Yeah, look, I um I did some barbecuing. Um, I watched the Formula oh. One. Um, look, I finished Yakuza Four. I went for a swim. I went to work. Um, and watched some NBL. So, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Perfect. On today's show, we're going to cover our teams. We're going to go through the squeeze of the week winners. We're going to review the games from a super coach perspective. We're going to go through our community team, which has been surging, might I mention. We're going to touch on some trade thoughts and answer all your questions along the way. Firstly, a bit of a plug for Wednesday's show. Um, it won't be live um, due to that FIBA break, but... It will cover and look ahead to who has the best schedules at what rounds to help you plan for the run home. Uh, really important for midway through the year. And um, look, this fever break just gives us the perfect time to do that one. We might even look back at who's been the most disappointing, the most surprising, the calls we got right, and the ones that are in the flying toilet category of shitness. What do you think, mate? You excited for that one? I am absolutely excited. These are... Uh... There's been some big calls and we've hit, we've missed, we've uh, we've been there the whole way. But just go back to that community team, mate. That is something I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, well, do we want to do we want to just jump to that straight away? Yeah, I, I can't I can't sit on that for the rest of the episode. Get get into it. So our community team. So in our Discord, it's in the comments. Um, in our Discord, we vote on what trades we're going to do using the Insight Fantasy Sports email address. So uh, this week we scored 476 in the top 1%. Uh, We've popped up another 215 spots into rank 205. Everybody's been getting in, you know, so you pop in, you post your trades and every, whichever one gets the most likes, we pop in and do. And um, yeah, our team looks phenomenal at the moment. Can I just rattle off? Our team, right? Do it. So we've got Bryce Cotton, captain. We had Parker Jackson Cartwright starting with 61. We had Anthony Lamb, our vice captain, with 91. We had Doolittle with 62. We did start Wardenberg, um, as most of us did. Uh, we had Paddy Meller and Taryn Armstrong on the bench. We had Josh Bannon on the bench, Bobby Clintman and Gak. So an absolute ripper. It was actually the 42nd... Um, Highest score for the uh, for the week, and that was this is just driven by our community, so it's fantastic. And you know what excites me, Matrix? This team is perfectly set up for the coming weeks as well. So I can't wait to see what these guys come up with in the Discord. And I think this team's got a shot. It's it's going to be up there at the end of the year. And we will have a little bit of a chat about like maybe what um, charities we might look at. But if we do win a week, uh, the money goes to charity. So it's just really, I suppose it's just exciting to get involved in in something like this. I haven't really seen anything like this done before. Um, I'm not even sure if Supercoach really approves it. But when we're, when we're doing it for charity, what are they going to do? Knock us back. So let's just keep rolling. For sure. Uh, mate, just, just rolling up again. Um, let's go through our teams. How'd you go yep. last week? I, uh... I was all right. I expected to do a little bit better. Got stung by a couple of bad choices, but I had 399. I've, I've moved up another 10 or so spots. I'm sitting uh, within the top 1,000, so top 4%. I, uh, 
I know I came on here last week and I was I was saying Doolittle. That's the guy. Low break even. The minutes are there. And I don't know what came over me, but the eleventh hour I panicked and I thought, oh Mango, another game next week. Center eligible can move him around. And I went Mango and he laid an absolute egg for me. So um if it wasn't for that, I would have been very happy. What about yourself? I had a similar sort of situation. I had a similar sort of situation. Um, I had a bit of a stinker, mainly due to the captain of Doyle. And you're like, Doyle? I didn't even know that you had Doyle. Well, I didn't. Um, I come into last week th- saying, look, you know, the obvious choice is to captain uh, Cotton. I've got the money to do it, trading Williams and Brown out. I ended up bringing in uh, Lamb, um, a fantastic choice. Didn't captain him, but ended up bringing in Doyle. Was feeling pretty good after the first game. It was just some of our chats that we had about, um, yeah. you know, Cotton scored 37 points for his 40 or whatever he scored the week before. And Doyle does a little bit of everything. Look, I'm not really disappointed with the logic. I'm just disappointed with the way that it panned out. Uh, we're going to have a chat a bit later on about it, but Doyle found himself in some foul trouble, even scratched his eye. Um, look, realistically just a just a rough week to be matrix i'd say yeah but it was only the second game like that first game was a classic doyle stat line we'll, we'll go into it in the game but it was just that second game and and it happens and that's sort of what we try and do here isn't it we, you play the odds and you're not going to get every time but you give yourself a chance and i didn't hate the pick it's, it, it could have gone either way yeah, I agree. Look, you you win some, you lose some, and this week I lost some. Um, look, our, our different segments we've been bringing by, by our different sponsors. So the Squeeze of the Week is obviously brought to us by the Standard Squeeze. Uh, they give away a four-in-one pack or a uh, or a Standard Squeeze pack every week. Um, this week is David uh, from Do It For Jack. Um, he leads our pack and also has the Team of the Week uh, with 500 neat. Uh, sorry, he was second with Team of the Week overall. But, mm. um, yeah, he's actually second overall and second for Team of the Week overall. Um, but takes out our Team of the Week. Um, enjoy to your squeeze pack or four-in-one. Um, but I've been chatting to um, to David in the, in the uh, in our DMs, and I've been saying do it for Jack all week. I've been saying uh, dolt for Jack because the I looks like an L. Um, but a little bit of background is Dave and his wife lost their son, Jack, to – an ex of Feli in 2019. Um, ever since he's named his super coach teams in memory of Jack, uh, he does a bunch of advocacy and charity work for a children's hospice called Hummingbird House. So if you ever want to donate or get around, just a great bloke in our community, then I've got the link in our description below. Um, and next week I'm going to donate a dollar for every viewer we get live in our round nine preview show after the weekend break. So uh, congratulations, mate. Uh, good work yeah. with all the charity work. And, um, yeah, look forward to seeing your beer selfies on Twitter uh, with your four-in-one or your um, or your squeeze pack. So. For sure, man. I have never been as excited about someone coming second as I was since uh, Coach Carter took Richmond High School to run us up at the state champ. So um, congratulations. That's a huge effort, mate, and, and great story. Um, mate, uh, let's, let's get into some of these questions as we go along. Um, not really a question, more of a comment. Uh, Hammer is looking as shaved as Prime Daryl Corletto from 2009. Uh, appreciate that. Um, some things to pinder about this week from global um look our our title uh was maybe uh wardenberg has lost his talent uh so uh yeah uh judges in the chat uh we'll have a bit of a chat in a little bit about that uh we've got some trades we've got some really good scores ed's got 468 um ed's been enjoying the show Everybody's getting around. Global's looking at trading. Uh, I believe it's Bobby, Bobby Clitman. Um, he said in the chat. So the big clit, uh, he likes to call him. Um, some of the boys has have got in Lamb early and saved his team. Um, our uh, our friend with the good name, New Mango, would be a trap. So you should have just been listening to our friend with the great comments here mm, and the great profile picture. Yeah, yeah. Look, I tell you what, the profile pictures—he's probably our fool's gold of the week, Mango, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. We need to do up a little segment for that, so we'll work yeah. on that. Uh, as as you can tell from for. what 
can can everybody get in the um in the comments and let us know this was Hammer's first um title done up um so yeah so he did it up uh did up the little image uh that you'll see in the youtube thumbnail so uh give it a give it a thumbs up there and let us know what you think in the comments um yep yep ward sucks and apparently i said that he was mini Jokic. i don't recall saying that but but i have had a lot of powers on the uh on the chat before so um i've been plugging plugging everybody this way um and apparently mangoes Mango is more fool's gold than flowers this week. So, Wow. Real credible source, that one. <laughs> really credible <laughs> source there in the chat. <laughs> the, the most credible. Um, look, mate. Let's get into uh, let's let's, get the game one. Yeah, let's do it. Let's review the here. week just gone. It's time for game talk. Mate, that's uh, that's brought here today by Ryan from Astute Newstead. Um, slide into our DMs. We'll let you know how you can get an obligation-free home loan quote. But the first game, uh, your Jack Jumpers against the Breakers. Um, mm. Heartbreaker. <sighs> yeah, it, I know. Yeah, look, Supercoach aside, the Jackies looked out of sync. But um, overall, it wasn't the worst Supercoach game for a lot of the guys who were holding the probably the more relevant pieces. So your big one was your guy, Doyle. And this is, uh, this was round one, uh, sorry, game one of the round. He dropped a 38. Now this was, this had me thinking, you've nailed this and, and Cotton probably wasn't the choice. We, we peaked early on that one, but uh, he had a stat line of 17-7, six assists, two steals. And, and that's what we've talked about. Like 17 points in the, the pack stat line. That's your classic Milton Doyle. That's what we expect, isn't it? Yeah, look, I was, it was actually during the middle of the podcast that I started thinking about bringing in Uncle Milton. So um, it was just those points from Cotton. What if he just gets shut down in um, him one of those games? I suppose you can't, we're going to talk about the the injury and the foul trouble, but you can't really allow for that in super coach points. I'm not too disappointed because I think it was a good play, but. Um, look, yeah. Doyle was everywhere, and when Tassie have two games, I'll be finding a way to bring him in. But that's something we tend to notice. Doyle's up and about, or Crawford's up and about. There's only been a couple of games where they've both really fired at the same time. So this first game, Milt had 38 supercoach points, and, and Croft struggled. He had, he had 15 uh, supercoach points and was, was, was a lot quieter. Um, but the real news, and this is someone who... Uh, Possibly no one in their right mind would have been holding is your boy, Big Willie. Yeah. Mate, I was looking yeah. at him. I had him in my team in the preseason, and you oh, all called me you mad. You weren't looking at him. No one was looking at him. I was looking at Willie Magnate, Pelican's legend. I think he played, he had a 10 day uh, contract there at one stage. So uh, <laughs> look at you. Look, you and Rob made so much fun of me for bringing in Willie Magnate. Um, Again, I don't know if he's got the role there. He's a really good defender, but in limited minutes, how many minutes did he play in this was, one? Because it wasn't a lot of minutes, but he was minutes. great. 16 minutes off the bench, and I expect that to kind of come up a little bit, but uh, Marcus Lee only played 17 minutes. So it's almost like they split the majority of the minutes, and there's a few left over for maybe a Krizlovich or some small ball, but 16 minutes and 11 seconds for 20 points, 13 <laughs> rebounds, one assist, four blocks, and lasted that long without getting injured and ending his season. So that's the real plus. Mate, uh, probably the only – I was disappointed in Jack McVeigh on this one. Of course, people – I actually saw some people on Twitter. They, they were captain in Jordan Crawford, so that's a little bit um, a little bit rough. Um, but McVeigh was disappointing for me. Uh, Marcus Lee with the 20. Um, at his price, probably not too bad. No, but at that price, do you, if they're going to split time evenly, would you take a Magne or a Lee? Like Magne, and he comes back to earth a bit in the second game, but his points per minute, he can go. He had 50 super coach points in that uh, 16, 16 minutes. It's pretty impressive. Well, what's he yeah, worth? That's Magne. Oh, well, he yeah. was worth 180. 
89K. Um, now he's worth 203 now. with a negative 18 break even. Yeah. So, look, is that an upgrade on an Albrook? I mean, the schedule's not there for either of them, but I don't know. Tassie do have a couple of doubles back-to-back, you know, I think maybe 11 and 12 or 12 and 13. Yeah, we can we yeah. can have a look at that. We'll probably have a bit more of a deeper dive into that later on. Yeah. But look, get bringing in anyone with a minus eighteen. Um, he doesn't even he has yeah. to step on the floor to uh, make a ton of cash. So yeah. Now we've talked about Tassie, but we we do need to remember there was a second team playing in this game, which was New Zealand. And I had three New Zealanders. I think most people would have had a couple. Lamb and and PJC were the the two noteworthy ones. Mango was the one we want to forget about, but Lamb, 49 super coach points, 24 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, steal, a couple of blocks. He was everywhere. And, mate, as Sam Kekovich would say, we love our Lamb. And he was, he was great. He was everywhere. Uh, probably takes a little bit away from Parker Jackson Cartwright, though. Look, that first game, and we predicted this, like Tassie didn't really have a matchup with the same size, strength in that four spot. McVeigh got the uh, got the job on him mostly, and McVeigh struggled in this one. Um, and, and we'll touch on this in the second game because Lamb got shut down a little bit in the second game. He, he had a well-rounded stat line which boosted his points up, but um, he had his way with Tassie. He, they couldn't shut him down. He had 20 actual points at halftime. And the second half was a bit quieter, but that first half, he was unstoppable. Yeah, no, he, he was good on there. Um, Liafa, do you, do you have a, uh, a spelling and a pronunciation there for uh, our boy Isaiah there? Mm-hmm. I, I would go with Liafa. I think that's, yeah. I think you've nailed it. 177K for his 28. Um, Finn Diesel, Finn Delaney in there with 18. Um Cheapy Cam Glidden there with 12. And um, look, the Bowen Mango, um, 10 up there. He was pretty ordinary. Yeah. He was horrible. And he's not even like he's starting, he's playing spot minutes. They're almost uh, going to Dane Pinot a bit more, um, especially in the second game. The one I want to draw your attention to, though, Matrix, Will McDowell out. Another injury. Who's this open the door for? Honestly, I think it's just they're just going to have to ride Parker Jackson Cartwright to the bank. He's just going to have to play a lot more, right? Well, what about Liafa? Does he become a bit more relevant? He's had two pretty solid games, and the minutes have been there. He played 33 minutes in the first one, and that was before the Will McDowell wide injury. He'd already played 15 before he went down, but, you know, the schedule's not amazing now, but for that kind of price, maybe he's worth a roll. Yeah, we we could have a look at him um, at yeah. 177k with a good schedule. But just remember, last, next week is well, yep. next week, the following week, the next round is the last really yep. good week for New Zealand. And I'm probably just hoping that I have two of them that I can trade them out without a boost. Yeah, just uh, just before we move on from New Zealand, um, another shout out to the Flying Tortney's horrendous picks, Delaney. Trash again. He, he called Delaney over Lamb. That's probably uh, is, is that worth a shadow ban or something? I don't know. That's that's a terrible call. <laughs> look, look, get into him. Um, look, uh, a flying toilet is one of our loudest um, in the comments. But uh, yeah, look, that was that was a stinker. <laughs> Apologize for that one, please. <laughs> um. <laughs> Perth Wildcats 88 take care of the Cairns Taipans 80. And the most disappointing thing I see on this sheet is Bryce Cotton 36, not in any color as I did not own him. <laughs> I captained Cotton and I was I was happy with this. And I remember watching this game at the time and thinking, phew, 36 versus Milton Dawes 38, where we're at least on par. Yeah, look. It's it's good. He was he was rolling along. I was feeling high about Doyle over the Cotton, and then I saw mm. Cotton actually scored a lot in the fourth quarter in this one. He was yep. his scoring wise was pretty ordinary. Yeah, and, and he's field goal percentage. He shot six of eighteen from the field. Um, 
he ended up with 25 points, four rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Like, you know, that game where he had 37 actual points the other week, he, he really did nothing but score. This weekend, the second game in particular, he started to hit the other bits of the stat sheet, but I, I think Perth might have turned a corner and figured out how to get him some looks. He seems a lot more engaged and, and doing a little bit more with it now. I tell you someone if in round one and every oh, well everyone was excited about Usher, he sort of come back to earth. This is this is Cotton's team mm. since we've started to realise that. Um you know what? Uh Perth have gone on this win winning streak that they're on. What is that, six in a row? Five in a row? Yeah, five um, at least, yeah. They've been pretty good. A lot of people brought in Pinder this week. You would have been spewing probably more than somebody who captained Milton Doyle this week. Yeah. I I am surprised Pinder didn't drop more in price, but he had 10 super coach points in this game. For a guy who's valued or was valued in the mid-300s, you'd, you'd have to be disappointed, right? Yeah, yeah, 100% would be. Um, we got Doolittle there with the 23, just ticking along there, just making a bit of money yeah. for the owners. Um, Saar um, with 23 as well? Yeah, look, Saar was, was big. He had, he had his 23 super coach points in only 18 minutes. He had the 12 points, a couple of steals, a couple of blocks helped out. But Doolittle is probably the one to, to highlight. 10 points, 8 rebounds, a couple of assists. He's, he's flirting with that double-double each week. He rebounds well. And 27 minutes in this game, I think he had, you know, 30-odd in the second game. He's um, He really has found his, his spot as that uh, starting forward, hasn't he? Just to really – I think in this team with how important – and you see, like, the nearly 20 shots from Bryce Cotton every game. Um, yeah. He's a really good – role player that's out there on the floor playing big minutes, knows his role, doesn't try to overdo things, just gets his boards, gets his gets his 10 points a game and just yeah. makes everybody around him a bit better. Yeah, and you're right. We've seen this from time to time over the league. You, you put in a team just full of talent, there's no guarantee it works. And, and maybe they've found the balance. Like, I'm not saying Usher can't play. I'm saying he doesn't fit, you know, within that starting lineup, bring Wagstaff back. A, a guy like uh, Doolittle who doesn't really need the ball in his hand to be effective, they're the kind of guys who are probably going to be a lot better around Cotton. And, yeah, Usher is fantasy irrelevant now because of it. So I've been in, like, the star of, like, a second unit. I know it's hard to consider a second unit because Bryce Cotton plays nearly every minute for these guys. But... Saar becomes a focal point when he comes out on the floor. I just wish they'd play him a bit more. Yeah, I'm very concerned for anyone who's holding Saar long-term. Like, I feel he seems to have solidified that sort of number one, number two pick in the NBA. He's shown a fair bit. Do we see what happened with LaMelo Ball a couple of years ago? And they shut him down. Some bullshit, bogus injury. Put him on ice. You know, we're not improving his stocks anymore in, in Perth. Maybe that's what happens. Um, look, let's. That's enough about Perth uh, because I don't own yep. anyone from their team, and this is heartbreaking. Um, Patty Miller, twenty-eight. Yep. He looked good. Looked good, and, and probably the big thing is the return from injury. He's back starting. Um, interestingly, they started him and Armstrong together, which they did again the second game. Armstrong only played the fifteen, but he's another stud. But yeah, Miller. Miller is a baller. You know, he, he's starting to get himself into that MVP conversation, depending on who you talk to. Just another one of those really small guards that excel in the NBL. Um, extremely talented. If they're about four inches taller, they'd be playing NBA. Uh, but, yeah. Have, look, have I mentioned his biceps in a couple of weeks? His biceps are like the size of my torso. Man, his biceps have biceps. It's, <laughs> it's unreal, this dude. I'm surprised he can get his arms above his head to shoot it. But all right, let's park Paddy Miller for now. Let's talk about the guy that everybody's held at centre and who everybody's possibly regretting right now, your man Sam Wardenberg. Yep. Look, I'm not as off him as most of the people in the chat because I brought him in cheap but 
when I see the price that he's been, when I see him dropping price, when you can't really drop him due to the schedule, I do understand how frustrating uh, being a uh, award holder, um, being awarded off Sam, um, him maybe not even being the best centre on his team. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it hurts a bit. Look, I've I've seen this decline over the last three weeks and it's been rapid. And I've only ever seen this occur once before in my entire life. And that was in the original Space Jam. The Monstars have come down and stolen his talent. He's literally the Sean Bradley for it. You know, that's what our, uh, our picture for this week's episode's about. That's, I've got no other explanation. It's, it's unbelievable. I'm hitting the panic button. I don't quite know how to replace the center position yet, but um, I, I'm off him. At least you only, at least you paid fuck all for Mango's 10 points. You paid a lot for Wardenberg's 16. Yep. Uh, and I think the only silver lining is that 99% of the competition have him at centre. You know, you, you can sort of swallow that bitter pill a bit easier when, um, you know, it might be shit, but it's, it's not putting you back because everyone's in the same boat. Just, just so the viewers know, uh, when Hammer says 90%, he means 18%. Um, is that all? But... Yeah. Oh yeah. God, you've made me feel a hell of a lot worse now. Thank you. <laughs> um, Hammer's just going for it. Yeah, Hammer's just going for a cheeky spew, uh, a nervous spew. So give us a second. Um, did you oh, know Taj goodness. McCall is the reason that Patty Miller's over here in Australia? I did see on one of the broadcasts. There's a bit of a link. How far back yeah, does that go? Ma- they're they're really good mates, and um, he's like, mate, I'm playing for Cairns. How about you come and play with with me? And uh, and they went and got him. Um, and I'm starting after I saw that, I'm starting to see the connection between these guys. Um, yeah, I was expecting Taron Armstrong to probably be a little bit better than he showed in this game. I understand that he's working his way up. Um, you know, that it was a lower leg injury for Taron. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, yeah, which are, which are really hard to work back from, but Patty Miller and McCall, they look great together. It probably took a bit away from Taron in this game, yeah. but I'm just enjoying what I'm seeing. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of guys who like the ball in their hand and there's not a hell of a lot of shooting with any of the guards in that team, which is possibly a concern when, you know, we've seen some reasonably low scores from Cairns throughout the season. But, look, uh, loving Miller, Armstrong, he, at that price, he's going up every week. I, I'm seeing enough, but what, what does concern me is it's not the Armstrong I expected after watching his college career. Like, like he came with big raps. Like, he was meant to be the second coming of Josh Giddy. Yeah. You know, and we, we see little snippets. And, you know, if you squint really hard, you might be able to see if you you know you turn the screen upside down but i, I really just want to see it break out because he, he does seem to have that lengthy you know pass off the dribble it should be translating better than it is right yeah it should and look spoiler alert um against the jack jumpers he showed a bit more of that yeah um little question popping in the chat there matrix from braino uh do we go with McCall or Miller? Or is this one of your favorite ones where you say, Mukasa, Sukasa, why not both? My house is your house, whatever it stands for. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna quote the great Carly Ray Jepsen and say, McCall me, maybe. Okay. That's a solid uh, quote. I, see, I don't mind both, especially if you can put uh, McCall into your forward spot. There, there is a real lack of forwards with a good schedule coming up and we might cover this Wednesday on our um, sort of looking forward segment, but um, yeah, McCall, he was solid and he's working back. The price is starting to plateau. I think we've lost as much as we're probably going to lose. His break even's not horrendous now. Uh, he's definitely on my radar as someone I want to bring in. Talking of bringing things in, uh, another beer metric. Look, I deserve it. It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I woke up two hours ago, so um Yeah, look. Very good. Um I, I was listening, I do have my headphones in, I was listening to everything you were saying, and I do like it. Um 
Menenga was probably a good call, but um, fill us in as to what's been happening with uh, with Big Bobby Clintman because hurt himself in this one, just didn't come back, hey? Yeah, it's a bit weird. Like, a lot of guys have struggled to find the Clintman this weekend. Um, yeah. Yeah, he played a couple of minutes in the first game. wasn't many. And then the second game, another DNP. So I had him on my bench. I think some people are really hurting after starting him. Uh I don't know. I'm putting it down that it's a genuine injury and, and hopefully he works back this week. We we know from the first eight rounds, Cairns have, uh, they've A, been hit by the injury bug and, and B, they've had some very late scratchings that have thrown, um, thrown some teams into turmoil. Look, I know that some people are, um, are on about um, Ford in the chat and mm-hmm. I, and I know I'm from Brisbane and um, I will send, Aaron Baines around if you don't give us some transparency with these injuries, because yeah. I could have just traded um, Bobby Clintman out, um, played some of these other guys on a sing- single, done everything I wanted to do. Uh, but in the start of the round, nah, Bobby's fine. Um, he's going to be playing. Um, look, plays for half a game. Just let us know that he's injured and you're going to see how, how he's going to go. Like, Perth Wildcats aren't going to, you know, attack him the whole game or anything like that. Just give us a bit of transparency. Yeah. And look, I've liked his role there early on a lot better than what Sars getting in uh, in Perth. But yeah, this really does throw, you know, spanner in the works a bit, doesn't it? You know, talking to Wardenberg let's... before. Sorry, go sorry mate. Just go back to Wardenberg. Let's have a quick look around the league. I think every single starting centre on a single game, outscored Wardenberg on the double. Rolling Humphreys in didn't. Illawarra. Yeah, rolling didn't. in Illawarra. Who didn't? Humphreys. <laughs> Magne outscored him. <laughs> Magne, Magne outscored everyone. <laughs> I think probably the only person who didn't outscore him was Pinder. <laughs> yeah, and Humphreys. But yeah, true. Very good. I did get Should we in... move on? I I did cop a lot of slack. So I said I'm taking the I, – I enjoyed my Thursday – I actually love my Thursday night games. Um, I never have anything on on a Thursday night. Nobody's roping me into family dinners or anything like that. I am sitting down on a Thursday night enjoying those games. But I tweeted out, I'm not going to watch the NBL this Friday. It's Southeast Melbourne versus the 36ers. Southeast Melbourne are going to pump them. I'm just going to enjoy a night off. And oh boy, was I wrong. Well, you weren't wrong for the first half. Yeah. <laughs> Adelaide came from behind uh, and they just stole in the end. Uh, I hate to say this because we've been ragging on Adelaide all year, but this, I'm not going to say it. Just leave it at that. They're still terrible. But they came back one by three. I don't think we spend too much time on this game. I don't think anyone has any uh, Southeast Melbourne or, or Adelaide players, really. Uh, the only Fuck, I wish one... I didn't trade out Williams. Yeah, yeah. He um he would have been a lot better than Wardenberg. He uh he had 23 points, 11 rebounds, two blocks for 45 supercoach points. That would have been very handy. Yeah. yeah. And now, Keep in mind, though, Southeast Melbourne have a, a double-double coming up soon. So... This is probably something I'm looking at to have a bit of spare cash, and that's going to be my exit strategy from Wardenburg. Yeah, well, Cairns lend, leads into a Sydney um, to a Sydney double double later on in the year, but yep. after round ten, yeah, you've got a double double from Southeast Melbourne and Brown Creek Williams. If you can afford them, yep. they're all looking really good. Yeah, Creek had 33 in that game. Uh, anyone playing along at home, Adelaide had a couple of scores. Jacob Wiley had 32. He was pretty big early on and faded. Um, 29 for DJ Vasiljevic. Now, he had 29 actual points, six rebounds, two assists. So that's what, what's that telling you? He's had a few turnovers. Is Vasiljevic at all relevant? What, what, what's the price on that guy? No, no he's that, 274K. Yeah, yeah, no, he's 274K. He's still going to head in with a... 40 break even yeah. next week. I'm still not looking at DJ 3J. As much as I like the way that I feel he has turned Adelaide around a little bit with that that spark of offense. Yeah. Adelaide's got me 
confused though. Like, how quiet has the whole import search gone? Are they done? Is this how they're rolling now, or are they still looking? I don't know. Um, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Look, I wouldn't be bringing a guard in, but surely you've got to spot up your sleeve. There's got to be, there's got to be someone floating around. Why don't you just bring give Jeremy some... Kendall a run with his fifteenth team? I mean, just play somebody instead of Sunday Deck or um, that Starling's been playing minutes. Smith Milner's been playing minutes. Like, there's there's an upgrade out there. Yeah, I think we got a little update, and I, I I do remember vaguely seeing this. Toilets come on, and, and he said Olgan Ulrich during the week has, has said Adelaide have put the import search on ice. Uh, I, I did hear that, but you, you'd have to think maybe they're still working in the background somehow. Look, at, you know what? With the way they've been going, and I know they won this week. At least they're going to get a good draft pick next year, so um, we can probably yeah, we can probably just move on from there. Yeah, um, really Flowers got. Flowers got 28. Um, yeah, that's Phil's gold. Um, McCarran got 27. Um, let's move on to Saturday. Yep. Slippery Saturday. Mate, um, look, we don't need to delve into the players so much because this is Cairns versus Jack Jumpers, and we have talked about them. Uh, Crawford yep. and McVeigh sort of took all of Doyle's points and my heart. Yep. That's about it. The ones on Cairns, oh, let's just touch Magne quickly. Magne came back to earth a bit. He had the 22 minutes, which was a step up from his 16 in the first one. Marcus Leone played the 15. Is this a trend? Maybe we need a little bit more of a sample size to see, but Magne is 22 minutes, 6.7 rebounds, four assists, two blocks, 19 super coach points. Like, I don't mind that at that price as a backup center. He's better than Mango. And the schedule is going to be pretty identical. Um, Cairns, though. You know, Cairns are probably the relevant team to talk about. A few scores this week. Yeah, Miller, Miller big one. 40. Yeah, Miller with 40. That's huge. Uh, what was his stat yeah. line? 26-3-4. Uh, um, Taj McCall also. Um, 21 points for 36 super coach points. What you need to have a look at here, and I know it did go to overtime, but um, 39 minutes for Miller, 38 minutes for McCall. Uh, actually, have a look at their entire starting five. They're all well over 30 minutes, and the bench played very sparingly. The, the only guy to actually really play off the bench was Latmayan. Honestly, like, the points are coming from the guard spot with these guys. Mm. Yeah. And that's it because, well, obviously no points come from Wardenburg. And <laughs> if you look at that starting five, right? Miller, McCall, Bullqual, Karen Armstrong. You can call them forwards if you want, but that's pretty much four guards. They're all handling the rock. Yep. They're all going to try and shoot it. You're playing four guards in Wardenburg. So you're pretty much playing four on five. That's, um, yeah, there's, there's some interest there. And what I do like, and I've always said this with super coaches. It's opportunity we're looking for. If they're not going to the bench, these starters with the schedule and everything, that's, we can start to load up if we haven't already. I know I've loaded up on Cairns, but I might nearly look to move Cairns players to Cairns players at this stage because I'm not sure I've loaded up on the right ones. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Let, let's have a look at the Bullets so, versus Perth. Can we move on to that one? Another close one. Yeah, that was this was yeah. this was a rip snorter, and um, as somebody that had ten bucks on Chris Smith to score twenty plus at about eight dollars fifty, I really enjoyed this one. You absolutely would have, and <laughs> this is where we talk to our man Toilet every week. Where a broken clock's right twice a day because I don't know in what <laughs> world you had any reason or any business placing that bet, <laughs> mate. He just he was due. <laughs> Of course he's due. He hasn't done anything. <laughs> but he has now. He got 38 super coach points. He's sub 200. I'm not even sure if he's relevant yet, but oh, I tell you what, I was on the Chris Smith bandwagon. I might even order a Chris Smith jersey instead yeah. of my Bannon one. So. Sure. But you know what? There is something about the way he shoots the ball. It's, it's a work of art. That thing comes down with rain on it. The backspin. It's poetry. I... I just, I just fall in love every time that thing gets released. 
My goodness. Um, Bannon did work late. He, he was pretty quiet early on. He, he salvaged 23 super coach points. He had 17 and 6. Uh, Sobey was disappointing. Yeah, and he's starting to become cheaper and cheaper. He's sub 300K now with a break even of 59 for the next round. Um, yep. Again, like when he had the break even of 40 the other week, and I said, look, he's always a chance of covering it. Ended up with late 30s that game. He's still mm. a chance of covering it. Uh, maybe we're just getting this Sobe at a little bit of a discount. Mm-hmm. Norton played the 30 minutes, 15 super coach points. What I'm hearing. And, and this isn't new news, but uh, Shannon Scott, his original timeline was to return between rounds eight and ten. We're right in that window right now. I, uh, I wouldn't imagine he comes back playing 35 minutes, but just keep an eye out because I know a few people still hold Norton and they're on a double this week. But after that, we, we're hopefully going to get a bit more news on on how that's going to play out. Um, um, do you think? Tyrell Harrison is now the clear starter. Like I see Rocco Zakarski getting a few extra minutes. Um, Bangers hasn't like, there's been a weird rotation there, but Tyrell Harrison has been the one that's looked great. Yeah. Um, He's looked good. Did he get injured last week or is he back? Like I vaguely remember seeing something happen with him. No. Yeah. Yeah, That that was a week or so ago, but he was good by the time this one started. Look, Harrison was quiet. He, he's obviously the starting centre. He played the 17 minutes. Baines played the 14 and, and Rocco played eight. I, I think you do the quick math. It always adds up to 40. You, you never see two of them on the court at the same time, really. Um, and, and that's the only thing that scares me. I think that with Baines back from the suspension, that's going to be our minute spread, give or take a couple of minutes. Um, but for- look, he's a point-per-minute guy like Magne. They, they can put up big, but... I don't see him ever playing more than 25 and probably more likely around that sub 20. Look, I'm just still trying to do the math there. Um, but uh, let's, let's have a look back at the Perth Wildcats. I'm still trying to count to 40 between all their yeah. minutes. Um, <laughs> but Bryce Cotton, 42. Uh, this one broke me heart. Um, mm-hmm. Doolittle as well as, as a gentleman that I also don't own. Um, 39. Yeah. Um, Harris there with 21, uh, Pinder a little bit better, but it's still like I'm glad I don't – I might not own Cotton or Doolittle, but, gee, I'm glad I don't have uh, Pinder as well. Um, yeah. Saar was bit by the minutes bug a little bit and Usher doing Usher things. Yeah, look, the, the one that broke my heart was Doolittle. He was sensational. 39 super coach points was one rebound off a double-double. Um, and when you compare that to the squashed mango, we are – probably crying in the corner or in the shower listening to Adele. Um, yeah, Cotton, Cotton was good, 42. And he, he spread the stat sheet. That's probably the most notable thing. 25 points, seven rebounds, three assists, three steals and a block. Like that's that's when we're looking more like a, a Doyle stat line, isn't it? Yeah. Unless yeah, you're talking about Doyle's it... second game. Fuck off. You need <laughs> 10 in the bin for that. <laughs> a, a yellow card or your first... That was unsportsmanlike, so... <laughs> My bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, let's... Let's, we've still got a couple games to go, but let's answer some of these questions. Sure. Um, I know we're going to head into the Illawarra Hawks, but a couple of people in the chat just saying, Hammer, you were quite a right about the, uh, the AJ uh, Johnson minutes thing. Um, so, yeah, it excited was noticeable. to chat. A, yeah, he was there. Yeah, and, and he got off the bench early. It wasn't his last 30 seconds of garbage time. He, he only played the eight minutes, but they were meaningful minutes. And I, I just got the feeling that it's going to go up from here. I, I don't think he's going to be any more relevant than a Trenton Flowers, but I think we may see one or two games where he shows a bit. And he's 57K. Like, what's the risk? Mm. The risk is wasting one of your trades. I would get him yeah. in if I've got a trade bank. Like, if I've done all my trades and suddenly I've just still got one left. And by all my trades, I made one. I think you'd be bringing him in to generate cash. Because I think he's going to go up from here. But there are a lot of good guards with a good schedule. Um, but if, he's, if you get him early, and I'm not saying do it, but if you bring him in now at 59K, 
he goes up over the next four or five weeks, let's say he's 100K, Illawarra have doubles pretty much the last five rounds. He could be a spot on your bench to generate some points as well. Yep, I'm with you. Um, and he also thinks that Tatum's going to save us. I'm not sure uh, I'm Doc not Rivers sure could save you, man. If anyone watched that game, that was quite possibly the worst game of basketball I've seen all year. Possibly in the last couple of years. Dirty, gritty, low scoring, but not even low scoring because it was great defense. Just low scoring because these guys forgot how to catch the ball. Like It was... It was ugly. Well, let's duck into it. Um, Anthony Lamb still got his. Parker Jackson Cartwright went and got 34. As always, the two highest scoring players from Illawarra were Sam Froling and Gary Clark. Um, mm-hmm. They're good. Yeah. They're, I'll tell you who's not good. A guy I've held for a lot of weeks, Justin Robinson. I, I think it's time you, you let him go. He... We might talk about this in the most disappointing next week, so I don't want to jump the gun, but from what he showed us in the preseason last year before he got injured, in my mind, this guy was your Jalen Adams. You know, this was going to be that kind of guy, and he hasn't even shown us a glimpse of that this year. He's He he, he needs to go. It's it's kind of funky. Harvey's not far behind him. He's a poor man's Kyron Galloway, isn't he? He's a poor man's Ben Eyre. Like, that's how bad we got. What, what's the guy from New Zealand that, um, that like, dresses up as a Teletubby in Star Wars and stuff? McNaught? Never gets on the court. <laughs> Alex McNaught. You know, that's the level we're talking about right now. At least yeah. that guy does some memorable stuff off the court. Welcome to a deep dive for, uh, for uh, Alex McNaught there, guys. So, um, and- yeah. Look, the only other thing to mention out of this one was um, Lamb. Couldn't hit the backside of a barn. You know, he couldn't – his shooting was so off. I think he was 7 of 21 and he was 4 of 15 from the three and he hit some late that made that look a lot better than it really was. But what did impress me, which we haven't seen in some of the other games, is he started hitting across the rest of the stat sheet, which gave him the 42 – Super coach points. So he ended up with 20 points. He earned a lot from the free throw line, but um, seven rebounds, four assists, three steals. And I think they've um, they've ripped him off a couple of blocks as well. And you know what? That doesn't matter in Supercoach. I know that, you know, we're 10 rounds in and we're talking about the difference between fantasy and Supercoach. That would have been a dog shit fantasy score. Great Supercoach score. Um, if you've yep. got the ball and you're shooting it, whether it's going in or not, mm. it does matter. But it uh, doesn't matter as much. No, you haven't got the negative, um, you know, the minus two or whatever it is from it. Um, Parker Jackson Cartwright, 34 super coach points. Once again, the last four or five weeks I've held him, it just never feels convincing. Like he's getting the scores, but I always feel like he's clawing for it. It's not like that round one where he just blew you out of the water with 60. He's, he's working hard to get his, isn't he? Yeah, look, and I still wish I captained him over um, over Doyle. Yeah. Um, just, just the last player I want to touch on, and, and Toilet might be able to tell us uh, what the score for Delaney was in this one. But uh, another uninformed pick. Look, um, you can get 12 from Cam Glidden every game at the moment. Uh, break even of three. Um could have been as good as my Magne pick in the in the preseason when we were going through the teams individually. Hey, I'm yeah. just saying 79, 79K. Are uh, you talking about your AJ Johnson with five points? Talk about yeah. Cam Glidden with 12. There's something about that, dude. I just like the guy. You know, like, <laughs> you could be on my bench and, and just lay an egg and I'd just look at the dude with his little porno moustache and just be like, you're all right. I don't mind a bit of Cammy Glidden. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like him. Um, yeah, looks 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 like a guy that used to work at Video Easy. <laughs> you know what? Have you ever seen the show Workaholics? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's, uh, let's move on to... Um, 
what I consider championship favourites, Melbourne United, taking care of the reigning champs in the Sydney Kings. Um, mate, Travis with a 53 nearly regretted nah. trading him out. This was a, a tale of two halves, wasn't it? Like, uh, yeah. Melbourne looked pretty ordinary early on. I was, I was messaging a mate, and he's like, man, they're out of sync. This is not a contender. And then by about the third quarter, they've turned around. I think this is a championship team. The amount of guys missing, um, the guys stepping up, they were they were good. And, like, you can't go – like, Goulding is just shooting the lights out. He can do this. Bubbles can do this. Mm. He, he had the 51. It's – um. He had 35 actual points, and he brought up his 6,000th career uh, uh, point on the night. So that, that was a huge effort. But um, he did tickle the rest of the stat sheet. I wouldn't say he hit it, but uh, there's, there's evidence that he was there. He had the two rebounds, the four assists, and uh, two little blocks. Uh, he did fondle nice it, little, uh, didn't he? A bubbly stat line, yeah. Um, didn't touch yeah, it, one, but yeah. he fondled it. And that's all we can ask sometimes. Uh, Shay Hilly, um, you held him for a long time. He was good. Yeah, coming off my bench with 38. Um, look, an extra boost of 19 points. Probably should yeah, have started. And he had the, had the nine assists. He almost double-doubled. Yeah, he's he's going to be good and relevant as long as, um, as long as some of those other guys are out. It's just, you know what, by the time we have a break, Delhi and that's going to be back. Uh, Melbourne still don't have a great schedule. I'm not getting yeah. too excited, but I, I wish Melbourne had this schedule earlier yeah. on, and I would have Travis, I would have Ely, I would have Joe Luala-Chul. Mm. Oh. It's taken me a little while to figure it out, but um, Travis, his stat line, this is what he was meant to be doing all year. We held him for the first six rounds on all those doubles, and he, he, he just ghosted us, didn't he? Yeah. This stat line, 18 points, 12 rebounds, had the double-double, the four assists, the two steals, the two blocks. This is what I was expecting game in, game out when we were talking preseason. Yeah, look, me too. Um, he's obviously got the talent. Um, he's really good. But I think that he is going to help Melbourne United. Look, this was a big game against Sydney. This was a huge, huge game against Sydney. Um Jack jumpers haven't been as good as as what we've sort of sort of thought. Like they lost to yeah. the second worst team in the comp in New Zealand this week. This is Melbourne yeah. United's season to lose. Hundred uh, percent. But moving on to Sydney, Sydney are going to become very relevant, super coach wise, very soon, aren't they? Yes, they've got those. They've just got a great look. We're gonna. We're going to chat about it. We're legit going to do a whole podcast about it. Um, but, yeah. yeah, Sydney go 2-1, 2-2-1-2, um, and they are a very super coach friendly team. Yeah. And a cu- couple of guys to highlight. Valentine finally came out and did what we expected. He had 37 super coach points, and this is the stat line we're expecting from him. 19 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. Now, this is your, your Draymond Green light. This is what we were hoping for. Jalen Adams, not such a great night at the office for him, was it? You know what? I like this for mm-hmm. bringing his price down for me. For sure. That, that's where my eyes lit up. I, I don't hold him. I haven't all season, but he had the nine points, the one rebound, four assists, still played the 30 minutes for 13 super coach points. Uh, DJ Hope, 27 super coach points. Bolden, he got the start with uh, Hunter injured. Um, he had 28 super coach points with 10 points, nine rebounds. Just missed the double double. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, look, it's pretty good. Um, did Denzel do what we thought that he was going to do? This is just a flash in the pan, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. He's not going to do this every week. Ooh. Or is this a market correction? Is he back to what he should be doing? I tell you what, did his price have a market correction? No, he's still 284k, um, but he will have a break even of 12 next week. Yeah. So, look, you're possibly considering him and McCall for possibly that forward position. Over the three weeks, they're very similar schedules, very different price at the moment. Um, 
maybe you know we'll probably hit on our next preview show. There's there's some considerations for you. Um, Tui looked good, didn't score amazingly. He had 17. Talk to me about Bolden Matrix. No Hunter uh, in this one. Um, so Bolden got got big minutes. Um, I I like him. Look, as long as he's shooting well, he's going to be playing well. Yeah. And, yeah, if Hunter's out, Bolden's going to definitely come into the mix for me. Even 250K is fine. 250K yeah, is completely fine. Break even of two going into the next round. Um, yeah, look, I don't hate it. Yeah, could be worse. Um, that's all the games. Uh, do we do we want to have a quick look at trades? I know it's I know it's hard. It's ten days away, but do you want to have a quick look at trades? Yep, do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. All right, let me open up my notes because we went through a few of them there. Um, I think I've got to get McVeigh and Doyle out with the um with the schedule there. I could be talked into McCall. I could be, I'm going to hold Wardenberg. I just, I think the second I trade out Wardenberg is the second that he blows up. Uh, He's playing twice as many games as anyone else. Uh, Look, I've just got to get Doyle and McVeigh out. I might even get, just wait, I just wanted to double check. I might even get Toby in next week. Um, Just, Look, look! I know he's got a sixty break even, but he's just somebody that's got a high upside heading into in, heading into round ten. I could even be talked into maybe a Wiley or somebody like that for a McVeigh as a one week play. Um, yep. I would love to get rid of Oldbridge. I don't think it's boost worthy just yet. Uh, but you know what? I'll probably end up just going the safer route and go like a McCall or a Miller or somebody yep. like that. Um, yeah. look, I've got heaps. I've got 10 days. I'm not too excited. Yeah. Yeah. A lot can change in, in 10 days. It's a long time, isn't it? But uh, look, structurally, I don't think I can get rid of Wardenberg this week as much as I'd like to. But in saying that, I think the only hope of, of him getting his talents back is, is the Looney Tunes coming in to help out Cairns. Um, yeah. I'm going to bring in Miller for Cotton uh, and McCall for uh, Justin Robinson. I just. I can't look at Robinson anymore. Um, he makes me feel dirty. Uh, I those... actually kind of like it. Um, yeah. Feeling dirty. Um, I don't like Robinson. Yeah. Um, McCall, the only issue with that is that I can only structurally bring him in on the bench as a guard. I would love to play him as a forward. But this week I'll have Lamb and Bannon as forwards, which are both playable. And I might be able to do a bit of a you know, switch out, change home and massage him into the forward spot the following week. But I'm starting to see a few comments, Matrix. Um, I like the idea that Braino's going, Pinder and Doyle out, Magne and Miller in. I, I don't hate that at all. Yeah, I like it. And Braino's actually a good NBL player. Um, he was recording a BBL episode when we popped on. So uh, keep an eye out for that one. Um, but yeah, Magne and Miller really good. You're going to get some cash generation out of Magne, even though I'm not a hundred percent sure he's going to actually know he's not going to, he's definitely never going to put these, this week's worth of points on the boards every week. Uh, but I yep. do like bringing in Miller. Yep. M- Miller's solid. The schedule's there. You can set and forget for, you know, six or seven weeks and, um, and really start to tinker with your rescue team. And, like we've always said, the roles there, the minutes there, they're not really playing their bench in cans. And, and they're in a spot on the ladder now where they've got to win some games, right? So they're going to be playing the guns. They're not, they can't afford to drop too many. You know what I won't be doing? And it's bringing in Finn Delaney this week. Yeah. I will not be deserves, doing that either. Deserves 10 in the bin, uh, yellow cards, uh, technical fouls. Honestly, maybe even a transition take foul for that one, so... Yeah, look, a flying toilet has redeemed himself. I can't keep up with the number of comments. Love it. But uh, I'm liking his Doyle and Pinder out for Miller and Magne in. Gives him 142k in the bank to go after Adams next week. And either a Hog, McCall, Bolden sort of player in, in your forward spot. So, yeah, he's starting to see some sense, I think. 
Look, it, it is hard to keep up with all these comments, but I'll uh, I'll duck up a little bit and answer some of the questions. Uh, Mick yep. Delaney, Finn's cousin, is just enjoying seeing you here on the pod. Um, what a guy. Uh, Global's not sure how Melbourne continues to be so good. I just, these, it just screams championship year for this. For sure. You look at the balance, I think they've finally got it right. They, they haven't, like in the past, sometimes Melbourne's just gone after, like what we said was initially happening in Perth, where they've just gone and thrown as much talent on the court as they can. This year it fits together. And, I mean, when you're winning, people are prepared to sacrifice, aren't they? Like, you know, when you, what are they now, like nine and two or something? Guys will accept yeah. a lesser role. It's, it's a lot harder to accept that role when you're, you know, the Illawarra Hawks and you're one and 412. Yeah, look, um, let's go. Saar is Wemby. Look, Wemby's a generational talent. Saar could be a top five pick in an ordinary draft class as somebody that's doing an NBA pod after this. Um, Saar is not Wemby. But just remember that Hashim Thabit was a number one or a number three pick as well. So, um, yeah. Are you just about cutting me deep? Because as a Grizzlies fan, that one fucking stung. Oh, yeah. We took him over Kevin Durant. Um, and pretty much everyone else who can dribble a basketball. Yeah, it was about 15 years ago. So, um, yeah, look, I'm getting over it. Um, it's up there with your uh, Darko Milicic from Detroit. There's some shockers. Yeah, yeah that was a stinker. Um David Bryson's looking to trade out Illy or Doolittle for McCall. Obviously, Doolittle is the preferred hold, but if he holds Illy, he can start McCall. Otherwise, he has to start Bannon. Head-to-head focus, and opponent has McCall. Mm. I don't hate starting Bannon on a double game week, if that I, helps. I would hold Doolittle. I think he's still going to make you some cash. I'd be happy to let Illy slide. You know, like, we got the break. You're going to get both Delhi and Ian Clark back. So if anything, it's going to hurt both his minutes and his touches. Um, if you could hold both Doolittle and McCall in, in some sort of configuration with with Bannon there, um, I reckon that's the way to go. Yeah, I like it. Um, that is the way that I would answer that as well. Um, Wardenberg is like a vegan whopper with extra pickles. Yep. And if you had your time again, you wouldn't order it. No. And, uh, yeah, look, at least you get chips and drink if you order it in a meal pack. Um, Looking for some more questions. Doolittle finally has a picture on the Supercoach app. Shout out to the boys at Supercoach caring about NBL. I tell you what, I was—I keep getting disappointed every time I open the app and it just wants to push BBL on me. Yes, I stayed mm. up and watched the Australian game. Don't add Travis Head in your BBL uh, team. He won't be playing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, Source killing Humphreys in that first quarter. Um, look, Bobby Clintman. Look, let's just wait. He's got 10 days to rest up. Let's not – I'm hearing a lot of Bobby Clintman hate. You all loved him a week ago um, or two weeks ago when he was when he was playing well. Just let's wait. Yeah. Let's breathe a little bit. He could be better than Bullquat. Yeah. Look, Clintman, if you can afford to keep him on your bench and you've got a startable player, that's that's where I'd be going. He's. You just need to wait and see, make sure he's playing. If you cop a zero um, – you know, with him on your bench, it's not quite as bad. When do Cairns play that round? They, they Are they first game? Have you got that emergency trade up your sleeve? I don't know. We'll, we'll um, check out that closer to the time. Yeah, they're the first game against Sydney next week. Next yeah. game, next round. Uh, yeah, okay. Round nine versus Brisbane on the Friday night. Um. Is Will Magne worth picking up with his low break even? I'm yes. still going to go. I wouldn't train down to Will Magne, expecting him to be a serviceable starter. Mm. I would train yep. up from an Ulbrich yep. or a backup. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can easily sit him as your backup center, uh, especially like an upgrade for an Ulbrich or something like that. Um, and... and- Keep in mind they do have that double, uh, double, double coming up 
you know, a little bit later on in the season. It gives you a little bit of time to, if he starts to take over the minutes from Marcus Lee, you know, he's sitting on your bench already. He's probably going to keep going up cash. Marcus Lee hasn't been impressive this year. We've seen him drop in cash. We've seen him drop, what, 90K? Um, look, if Magne is the answer, Magne is affordable. And we do know Magne doesn't need a lot of time. His points per minute is high. Yep. Um, look, Chris Smith will be this donkey's gold this week and nobody should be trading him in. Honestly, with a flying toilets track record, it makes me want to add him. Yeah, I'm with you. I wouldn't have added him before toilet said that, but now he's going off at 50. Would you go Pinder for Lamb or McCall? Is Lamb sort of priced out going in? He's got a break-even of 30, even going into a double game week, but he's 361K. That's cotton money. If you hold Lamb, if you've already got Lamb, you hold him. You know, you're going to ride out that price rise, even if he's on your bench, I think. Um, McCall, man, I'd be going McCall just based on schedule. Um, you're going to get another six, seven weeks. You know the opportunities there. Um, we, we've talked about it before. He, he's like the coach's son, where it doesn't matter what he does, you know, the sun still shines at his ass and he can do whatever he wants. So um, I'd go McCall in that situation. I think so. Just schedule-based. Um, it's yep. not even – it's it's just really hard with the way that uh, NBL Supercoach is. I wish they did it – like maybe if a guy was playing two games, you would get an average so that everybody just got one score for the week and you could work your way towards the, uh, I suppose, the best team of the no. best players. Um, look, it's just so schedule-based, but um, I suppose people wouldn't watch us as much. You'd just have uh, Source and JLA every week. Yeah, no, the schedule's good. I think the only bad thing is has been these NBL uh, NBA games which warped the schedule to some really big swings. Like we're seeing Cairns with all these doubles. Melbourne United always load up on the front end with doubles because they're on the road because um, the Melbourne Open, um, the Tennis Australian Open. You know, there's, there's just some little, you know, nuance. Tennis, tennis words. You watch a lot of sport outside of basketball, don't you? <laughs> I'm channeling my inner Rob. I, t- I, t- I tell you what, you won't be getting a run on the NRL podcast coming around during the season. So, Stupid game. Anyone who throws <laughs> backwards to go forward should be shot. Mate, I did know that Bra- Braino was actually throwing me some uh, NRL chat um, about Moylan and Trindle in the chat. And I hate Braden Trindle. So um, I'm going to have to Google that one after the podcast. I reckon that's broken during. Um, we're probably getting into the dire straits of the podcast yeah. Last thing, Global's just letting us know. Magna and Miller in for him. Pinder in Cotton, which gives him 200K the following week. That'll be good. Um, have a listen. Uh, we might drop it on Wednesday or Thursday, our schedule preview for the second half of the season. Uh, it will be must-listen to. Some, some of these previews or whatever, if you watched every game, you know your Supercoach scores. Um, you can skim over these ones occasionally, but... But that one will be must-watch, won't it, mate? Absolutely. Now, that 200K in the bank, we'll, we'll touch on this more on Wednesday, but those little buffers are going to become important. That 200K is going to let you upgrade a Wardenberg or someone like that to a uh, a JLA, a, a big source for those you know spot captain options, some of that sort of point of difference stuff. So don't, don't discount holding cash. No, I agree with you. Um... You've listened to an Insight Fantasy Sports podcast. Cheerio.